Welcome to season four of Tell Your Story. This season is all about that business. We want to talk to small business owners and entrepreneurs about how they got started and the ups and downs of owning a business. So take a listen. You might learn a few things. Enjoy. Welcome back, Tellers. I'm sitting here with Miss Kim Alpo. Thank you so much for joining us on the Thank podcast. Thank you for having me. This is so cool. Yes, it is. I know you're revving and ready to go. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself first before we get into your, your business. Okay. Um, my name is Kim Alpo, and I moved here in the mid-'80s. Um, I was raised in Port Arthur, Texas. My family's from South Louisiana, Opelousas, Louisiana, and St. Martinville. Hmm. And um, I moved here in the mid-80s. Um, no family here. Um, my husband got stationed at Barksdale. Okay. So I was in a strange land, and I was in sales in Texas. And the manager that I had in Texas, he actually had a job already lined up for me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I was in retail sales. So I went from one place to another place directly mm-hmm. and started, um, continue my sales career here. Yeah. I have uh, one daughter and three grandchildren. Oh, sweet. <laughs> All right. So what is your business exactly? And when did it start? My business started in 1989. I got licensed as a realtor in, in 1989. Um, so I am in residential sales. Okay. Is that, and I wanted to talk to you because to me, it seems like you determine what you do, right? Isn't it kind of like you're working for yourself or are you working for a company? Do you have a, like a parent company? Well, I do. Um, I actually work for Berkshire Hathaway. I'm on a team of 12 realtors called Team Lytle. Mm-hmm. But the way it happens with, uh, works with an agent all real estate agents have to have a sponsoring broker. Okay. Which runs the company itself. Yes. So I am actually a realtor and uh, not a broker. So I am sponsored by a broker. And even though I'm considered self-employed and I make my own schedule, mm-hmm. um, the broker oversees all the agents. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. And did you... You consider this, though, it's still a full-time job, right? It's actually um, uh, more than a full-time job. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you about that later, yeah. Okay. It is a full-time job, but it can also be whatever you make it because mm. you make your own hours, which is what attracted me mm-hmm. to this profession, being in sales. I no longer wanted to do retail sales with a schedule. Gotcha. And punch a clock. Yeah. I wanted to be my own boss and set my own hours, but I found mm-hmm. out later that those hours are almost 24-7. <laughs> but it's, it's interesting, though, because some people may not think of, of this route. Like, maybe they don't want to start, like, an LLC or something. Right. But this is still a way that you can kind of take control of your own your own work experience like you don't have Correct. you don't have to be in an office monday through friday at 8 30 to whatever right Correct. like you're Correct. not it's not like that exactly yeah not like that at all are you reporting to the broker are you doing things like not that at all, okay which is 
very, very good. Yeah. Unless if a problem comes up, mm -hmm. we always let our broker know in advance what's going on in case it snowballs. Okay. So basically, no, to answer your question, we don't report to anyone, mm -hmm. um, anyone at all. Okay. And so how do you find clients? How do you get... You know, people who want to buy a house, sell a house. <laughs> well, when I started in the 80s, the late 80s, um, the Internet was not as popular <laughs> as it is now. Right. So everything was done through advertising. Mm. You know, um, they had this little paper called Thrifty Nickel. Oh, um, yeah. If you remember it. Uh -huh. And, of course, the newspaper and the real estate book. Yeah. So uh, my company would advertise the, the listings that we had. And we would get calls, so we would be on what's called uh, phone duty. Okay. And it was very interesting because that was another thing I wasn't ready for. We would get these random people calling about these houses, mm. so I had to literally study the inventory and know in advance oh. whatever they were calling on, I can actually, you know, let them know about it. So that's how we got our business, through old-fashioned advertising yeah. and answering the phone. <laughs> A little bit different now, huh? Very much so. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you like this better? Is it easier for you in this internet internet age, or is it even no, more people? It's more. It's more people because right now everything is so advanced. Yeah. And throughout the generations, it's changed. It's almost like my position has changed. Mm. This generation finds their own house and have it in their mind what they want to oh, do. Yeah. And the internet and social media tells them mm -hmm. what is everything. And my job is to correct them and tell them that is not so. Yeah. So it puts me in a position to say, hold up. Yeah. I know you read this, mm -hmm. but let me tell you the real story. Yeah. So that's when the work starts. Mm -hmm. I literally have to take, take a person that thinks they know everything <laughs> yep. and show them what it really is. Wow. I, yeah, you think about uh, all the information. You know, they call it uh, price transparency, but it could be wrong. <laughs> you know, all of that, all the information you can get on the Internet, it's like it could be wrong. <laughs> Correct. So it's kind of too much sometimes. Right. Um, so running a business is difficult, Right. Doing what you do is difficult. Do you have help, or can you even get help with what you do as a realtor? Um, I do have a good support system. Um, I have, um, well, when I first started off, it's a little different now mm -hmm. than it was back then. So to recap, when I first started off, I didn't have any help whatsoever. It's like you hit the ground running, yeah, and you literally make no money, and you still don't until you actually close the house. Right. So uh, there's no help other than to actually work really, really hard at it and to be the utmost problem solver or you literally cannot make a living. Mm. So no, you don't have any, any help at the start. But now I do have help. Um, everything has changed with technology. Yeah. We have assistants, like I have a marketing director. Um, front desk, you know, I can call and say, hey, can you do this, this, and this for okay. me? Um, but it's not a good idea to lean on those kind of things mm. because
because it could be a time where that person is not available right. because my job is not a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I work at midnight sometimes. Wow. The office is closed, 10 mm -hmm. o'clock at night, holidays. Matter of fact, after hours and holidays is when I do my best business. Mm. Wow. So, no, I have no help. <laughs> and, and it's such a personal thing, right? Very So personal. you have to be the one that's helping them. Counselor. Yeah. Divorce attorney. <laughs> Rearing All children, of it. Yeah. it's a lot of emotional yeah. things I have to take on because if my client is going through a burden, I have to assume that burden. Mm. And when I talk to them, I have to literally lose myself mm -hmm. and give them, uh, that's when character comes in. It's not the mm. way I feel. Mm -hmm. It's what's right and wrong, and I have to be very, very candid, mm. which is not always comfortable. Right. Most of the time, these are strangers, right? Like, you didn't know them before, and you never, haven't had these... A lot of times, I'm communicating with people I have never met, mm. and then I may meet them in a strange place, and then it's, a, it's, just a, it's just different, because every client is different. Mm -hmm. So each one of them, I have lots of clients I have actually talked on the phone with that I haven't met yet, and I cannot help them. Oh, okay. But... Somewhere they've read that they can do this and this, and I have to literally tell them, I'm yeah. so sorry, I can't help you. But mm. I will always find resources to move them to where they can get started That's from good. bottom up. That's good. And some will listen and some will not. But lots of times I'm successful with that. So who inspired you to even want to do this? Have you always liked sales? Is that, was that I've the thing? I've always loved sales. So when I moved here, I worked at a um, really bougie <laughs> uh, shoe store. Okay. So I started with the shoes. Mm -hmm. And then I started to work for Estee Lauder. Oh, okay. So while I worked for Estee Lauder, um, I saw an ad in the paper mm -hmm. that said, look before you leap. <laughs> that just really sparked my interest. I would ride with one of our realtors for a day and oh. start your real estate career. I went like, oh, cool. <laughs> you mean I don't have to sell cosmetics? I can, I can ride with this realtor and start my career? Mm. The person that I called, he was my first broker. He inspired me so much because even back then, he was, he was doing programs for computers and doing things advanced that they do now in real estate that no one was doing in the 80s. Mm, wow. So when I met him, he taught me everything that I know about sales, and that's when I started awesome. real estate. That's awesome. I'm sure like someone like that who's willing to teach and willing to train, it helps if you're a good student, like if you're willing to receive it Correct. and actually do what they say. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So what keeps you from quitting in the midst of this when it's difficult? Oh, that, that's the most difficult question. Aside um, from money, yeah, <laughs> I always say. Yeah, yeah. You do have to make a living. Yeah. And I could go and do sales somewhere else. Mm -hmm. What keeps me from quitting is that I love the difficult situations. Hmm. It's almost like <clears throat> I get a natural high from solving difficult situations and I cannot 
I haven't experienced a job like this where I can help somebody from no house to a house when somebody else has told them you will never. Mm. So the most difficult people I found out later was my calling. Mm. And I haven't quit because it's what I'm supposed to do. Wow. It feels good to get it get something difficult and yeah. work it out. Yeah. I haven't quit because of that. Wow. Well, there has to be something in you, right? <laughs> that fight. It, ex you know? it excites me. It excites me at the end of the day that when I wake up, it's impossible. But at the end of the day, mm. it's like... It was done. It's all done. Wow. And let's start again. Yeah. So That's I awesome. haven't quit because of the... It's almost like a it's a power rush, not 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 a conceited power rush. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's almost like a um, it's satisfaction. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm satisfied with that. Yeah. So what does success look like for you? Is that a part um, of it? Yeah. Success to me is having someone from two or three decades ago mm -hmm. notice me in public and give me lovely affirmations about how I help them mm -hmm. or their children or their family and I don't even remember them. Wow. But I remember the house. Uh -huh. And I will tell them, I, I don't remember you, but what house did I sell you? Oh, I live at this street. And then everything comes to remembrance. Okay. Success to me is somebody remembering me after 20, 30 years yeah. to tell me how well I did. Mm. That in itself makes me feel awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. 20 because years. I don't remember me. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. So that, that's success to me. Yeah. That's success. That's awesome. So it's not it's not a dollar amount. It's no, not a no, no, no. Because with that, it's it's a thing. The this business, your reputation is everything. Mm. And people remember when you've done well, and they also mm. remember when you haven't done well. Yeah. So when people come back from 20, 30 years, those same people give me referrals throughout the years. Okay. They will actually call and say, You sold so and so a house on this street, because mm -hmm. I would go like, I don't know them, but where do they live? Yeah. And uh, they told me to call you that okay. part. Okay, yep, that's it. Because <laughs> it's not just like, I know you want to accomplish the thing and get the thing done, but you care about the people I do too, care. Right? I care it's so not, much. Yeah. It's, um, I, take, I take it on. Yeah. I take on the, uh, things that they're going through mm -hmm. because the late night conversations nobody knows that part being a realtor the late night conversations the early morning conversations yeah you literally give up your personal life at times <laughs> to be there for them even if you don't want to yeah and it's such a personal thing like i said before i mean i i bought a house and you're talking about money you're talking about people's bank statements you're talking about yeah. all of this stuff that can really be like I don't want to deal with this. Do this credit scores and all of this yes. stuff you know yes. and 
So it can really be the parts that nobody wants to go to <laughs> and they're having to open all of this up to you. So for you to be a safe place Correct. for these people to go to is so, Correct. so important. And then you have to also know how to say no and you also have to be able to be candid enough to tell them, no, you cannot buy that new car. Mm. No, you cannot get married now. Oh, wow. Because in Louisiana, that's another legal thing. Wow. What's yours is yeah. mine. <laughs> okay, so we won't go any further than that because <laughs> this conversation may turn south and I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> Okay, so well, do you have speaking of turning south? Do you have any crazy client stories? Oh my goodness, <laughs> I have millions of them. Oh no, do you want the life and death situations of the danger? Oh my god, well, I'll tell you what, I have the perfect story. It's okay. a life and death situation, but also ended to be the funniest. Okay, imagine this I have to really tell it like a real story because it's true. Yeah. I used to put myself in real dangerous situations, and I still do without letting anybody know I'm there. I went to Morrisport to a rural property. Mm -hmm. Foreclosure. Grass knee high. Yeah. Front door unoperable. <laughs> if I screamed, I hear an echo. Nobody's <laughs> back there. Yeah. Never been back there. And I go to meet a client. And back then, I would wear my 9mm on my hip. Ooh, my come on. My, I just thought it was so cool, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go to these woods with my gun. Ain't nobody going to mess with me. You know, I was just tough with my little hunting knife and my sock. You know, I was just, yeah. yeah. So anyway, so I get there, and the guy is, he looks 10 feet tall. Mm -hmm. He's by himself. I'm in the woods. What are you doing? Are you checking out the house to oh, no, no. be able to sell uh, it? Or? Buyer, I'm sorry. He's okay. A buyer. Okay. I'm meeting a buyer, right? Okay. And he was he he came up to me and he was real close, like in my comfort zone, because I mean, I'm only five feet tall. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I, he's towering over me and he says, "Oh, look at your gun! It's so cute." Oh. And he reaches to his back and pulls out what looks to be a long nose. Smith and Weston, the long nose gun. Oh my word! And it's a revolver, right? He said, "My gun is bigger than yours." <laughs> I think I blacked out a few seconds. <laughs> I think the lights went out. Yeah. No, I really almost fainted. Yeah. I've never been so scared. And then he starts to laugh, and he said, "Let's go look at the house." I am so nervous. Yeah. Now, mind you, the front door does not work because this place is just falling down. We have to go through the front back door. So I literally have to walk through this grass. That's when I learned not to let anybody walk behind me. Yeah. At that time, I said, why don't you go first? You're taller than me. I just started rambling because I'm mm. nervous. Well, he pushed the door in because the back door wasn't working okay. either. He went in, came out. He ended up being the nicest person. Mm. He was the scariest. <laughs> he hugged me, and he bought it cash. What? When I got home. I was shaking so bad, mm. I had to pull over. When I got home, I sat in my car and cried. Yeah. I stayed home for days. Wow. That was... Because you had no idea what this man was thinking or I what he would do. I never wore my gun outside where he right, could see, see it. it. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I have many other stories. But. How did you deal with that? Because that's a big deal is safety because you're meeting strangers at yes. these different houses all the time. Does anybody know where you're going? You know, I like where you're going to be? I am supposed to tell, but I never do. I never do. It's, it's you jump up and you go and you go show it. And I've done lots of rural properties outside of Shreveport. Mm-hmm. I trust my instincts. I always go early, open up the house, and sit back in my car. Okay. And I get on the phone. Lots of times I will call somebody. But I handle it. I cannot handle it every situation the same. Mm. Mm -hmm. It depends on the person because I get vibes. I can tell who. I have actually refused. You go in, I'm not. Oh, really? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can, you just have to follow that I discernment. <laughs> very, very much so. I have also, when I have the phone calls, my broker that taught me so well, he taught me to ask certain questions before I go out and show. Uh-huh. And I have had some questions that are not, um, something just wasn't right. Yeah. And then I will not show the property. Okay. Or I will change it to another time to get them off guard. Yeah. I won't go when they want to go. Okay. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I will, hey, can you go in 30 minutes? Can you go in an hour? Mm-hmm. Because I want to have the upper hand, but yes. So you have to find different ways to protect yourself in that. Yeah. Uh, very much so. Yeah. What did you find? If, was there anything else that you found that you weren't ready for in doing this? I was not ready for um, the hours and the time it would take to do to sell one house. Mm. Just one. I thought it was just so <laughs> cool. You know, you go show the house. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's the kitchen. Here's the bathroom. Yeah. And you write the contract and you get paid. Boom. That is not so. <laughs> it is sometimes 30 to 60 to 90 days mm. of stress. Mm. I did not know stress was involved. Yeah. And I had to learn how to cope with it. And each one is different. Yeah. Yeah. So I was not ready, I wasn't ready for the hours, and I did not know I needed to make myself available 24-7. What are the late night calls for? Like, what are they calling you at midnight for? Or what are you on the phone at midnight for? Is it like something didn't go through? Is money? Like, what is it? I've had calls. I had a call one night at 10 o'clock. They thought it was an answering service. Oh, okay. And I, because... When somebody calls that late or calls on holidays or call at strange hours, they're usually serious. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they, they call. And they don't respect our time, but I literally would sell houses at midnight with a flashlight. <laughs> okay. Because at that time, I have to work around their schedule. Mm. Mm-hmm. That part I wasn't ready for. Yeah. So... I didn't know that. I just thought, oh, you know, eight to five. Mm-hmm. Some weekends it just be a cute little open house. Right. No, not. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, what problem do you think your you as a realtor solve in the world? I make dreams come true. Okay. Um, 
I actually help people transition from season to season. Mm, that's good. It could be a death in the family. That's another thing that I have to counsel them with. So I console them about that. I'll be there, help them downsize, upgrade. So what I solve is moving them from one season to another. Yeah, that's good. And the first, the first time buyers, that's going to be their first season, their, mm -hmm. their American dream. Right, yeah. Yeah. That basic need of shelter. And even if they lose a job and they can no longer keep the house, mm. I'm solving them getting out of the house and mm. helping them get into a place that they can afford. Right. For their comfort. Yeah. 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 That's really good, that transition. What do you think that call pulls on as far as what your, your spiritual gifts or what oh, you're able to do? You I think about that? Listen. When I started going to church here in 2007, and especially after ministry school, I was always taught as a child that I talked too much. Hmm. But I, I found out later that when I was in sales, it was for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I get to talk, 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 talk. My calling is now I get to minister to them through the cell. Mm -hmm. I get to pray with them through the cell. Okay. I get to, I get to bring them into my space. No, where, no matter what their belief is, mm -hmm. through the difficult situation, I get to, to, to place their, I get to minister to them to where their heart shifts from them trying to do it in their own power yeah. to relying on God in prayer. And we together can agree mm -hmm. to pray for this situation. Yeah. So I get to minister to them in a way to where it's a one-on-one -on -one thing and they get to trust me. Yeah. And to learn how to trust God. That's good. And, and, it, and it's the most awesome feeling in the world mm -hmm. because even after the sale, I will get, Kim, can you pray for me? Mm -hmm. Kim, I'm doing this. So the relationship, it's all yeah. about relationship. Even with God, it's about the relationship. Right. So the relationship I have with them is a... Um, it's a beautiful relationship that has to do with meditation and trust. And even though they're in their house, they get to know where the source is coming from. Mm -hmm. That's really it's good. It's not us. Yeah. I didn't do anything. It's not yeah. the lender. You didn't either. Yeah. Look what he did. Yeah. We get to talk about that. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much oh, just for yes, talking to yes. me. Is there anything else you wanted to share with the people or how to get in touch with you at all if they're looking for a realtor? Well, I'm pretty easy to find. You can just Google me, Kim Alpo, okay. uh, Team Lytle. Um, social media, I'm pretty easy to find. Um, you can call me directly. My number is 318-401-2657. Uh, Let's just talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about the Lord. Or just tell me your dreams and I'll help you get there. Come on. All right, <laughs> Come All right. on. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I know you had to be inspired and just to make you think about how you can do that for people. Because what I took away from this is being a safe place for people. Yes. In the midst of really difficult times. Yes. And trusting. Yes. Like how important that really is. So... Thank y'all for listening. Until next time, bye.